And every single day, the more enemies we kill. We're spending trillions and trillions of dollars. You know, people say, all right, this is your fault. It's not your fault. All I know is you're not selling anything. The Fed's not done, and I'm going to tell you why. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Sean's show. As you can see, I'm not in the studio. I uh, deeply, deeply apologize for that. As you can see, I'm actually at the bottom of the ocean. As you can tell by the blue, the light blue, I'm in the ocean. I am here at the, if you're just listening, I'm, uh, on, I'm, on, I'm, I'm set against a blue wall. It's very artistic. It's very interesting. It's 12.30 a.m., I'm in Pittsburgh, and I'm fucking tired. But you know what we do, and I'm um, on the road, so Josh is not with me. I am not here, as always, with my white producer, Josh Kabaza. Um, but I want to get an episode out. I, uh, I mean, there's so much to cover, guys. There's so, so much to cover, and I wanted to... I mean, I have to get an episode out. I mean, I've, I've literally been watching... I've been watching the video of this guy self-immolate all night. And not because I'm it brings me joy. It's it's something so gripping and horrifying about seeing a man in uniform set himself on fire for a cause that is so righteous it's 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 really really incredible um if you haven't seen the video i'd recommend you go watch it uncensored and it's um i mean it's i just i have to start with this i'm um I, i'm i'm still sort of processing it i mean if you haven't seen the video this guy uh uh white dude who was in like the air force but he was like a software engineer or some shit he is walking down the street in D.C. and on uh, where all the embassies are and decides that he's going to just do a really ultimate, powerful... I mean, it was... Guys, if you, it was some Rage Against the Machine shit. It was fucking crazy. And he took it like a fucking man. I mean, he really stood... I mean, he's... The guy set himself on fire and stood up for a whole minute screaming free Palestine. Do you know how much strength and and internal mental toughness it takes to do something like that? I don't care where you stand on Israel Palestine. Um it's 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 commendable. Uh a lot of people are saying it's glorifying suicide and it's one step away from jihad. It's one step away from celebrating jihad. Honestly, um, if, if that's how you feel about this, and I'm not, I know this is like a liberal pussy leftist take to like glorify, like to, uh, celebrate the suicide. Haven't I talked about this guys? I I'm a fucking Oracle. I predict the future. Isn't there an episode of my show where I talked about self-immolation and how it was sort of an exception to the idea of mentally ill people committing suicide? I feel like I, if anyone knows, let me know. Like, I feel like I talked about this, but either way, I've been saying that shit for a long time. And people look at me like, Sean, you're fucking high. You're crazy. But lo and behold, here we are. We're a guy self-immolates and everyone's talking about it. Um, man, I'm really congratulating myself on 
predicting that this would happen. But dude, it's it's honestly, it's uh I I, I want to self-immolate in front of the uh Marvel Cinematic uh Universe studios. You know, t- t- seeing this guy self-immolate really made me think about my core beliefs. It really changed me. It really did. I I saw this guy on fire in front of the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. And he had a pointed message. And he sacrificed himself so that we all could look inside ourselves to find what do we truly believe about about what matters. And so I'd like to announce that I'm actually going to self-immolate in front of Marvel Studios next week on Friday. Um, What they have done to culture is irreparable. Um, You could call it a cultural genocide because that's what they've done. The Marvel uh, occupying forces, the MOF, as as I would call them, have ruined cinema. Marvel has... In a lot of the same ways as, as Israel has occupied Palestine, Marvel has occupied cinema and it's occupied all of our minds and poisoned our minds. And I feel like if I self-immolate in front of the Marvel Studios headquarters at 10 a.m. sharp, which is when you know all those fucking lazy pieces of shit get into work, I want I want an employee from Marvel Studios He'll be strolling into work at 10.15 a.m. He just parked his car in the parking garage. He's on a Zoom call on his AirPods going into Marvel Studios. Then he sees me dousing myself with an accelerant, like a very strong, flammable accelerant. And I'm and and then I and then I put on a uh, a director's cap and I sit in a director's chair and I self-immolate. And I go. Free cinema! Free cinema! Now! Free cinema! Now! And I I collapsed to the ground. I feel like that's what we need. We need someone to do that to bring cinema back. Um, All right. That was me trying to make light of that. But I think we need more more self-immolation in America for every cause that you believe in. You, You... Hey... You want to bitch and moan all day like me in front of a camera or to your friends about issues that probably really don't matter that much? Maybe it's time to douse yourself in gasoline and self-immolate. No, don't do that Um, because uh, if you did that, then that's you stealing my idea and that's kind of fucked up. So don't steal my idea. Uh, (laughs) This is – it's it's a crazy – it is is truly unbelievable – that two people have set themselves on fire in protest of um, of what's going of the Israel Palestine war. Two people, and it it speaks to really the uh, the decline of our ability to have a voice in our democracy. Something will, hey, you know, for anyone that tells you that the if here's something here's something you could take home, if any. If anyone in your life tells you to fucking vote and that you should vote blue no matter who or that a vote of uh, if you don't vote at all, that's a vote for Trump. Or if they tell you to vote for Trump or Amer- or it's the last time you'll ever vote. If anyone gives you any type of bullshit like that that advances the narrative of the two-party system, you know what you should say to that motherfucker? 
America ceased to be a democracy when a veteran self-immolated in front of the Israeli embassy. It's If you still think that you have a voice when a man is self-immolating in front of is the Israeli Israeli embassy, then uh, you're smoking crack. And I'm jealous of your delusion. I'm jealous of how delusional you are. That's truly how I feel. Um, but it's let me get some water here, guys. I'm I'm on I'm on a tear. I'm on a tear tonight. It's like twelve thirty. I'm in Pittsburgh. It's I'm in Hell. I like I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a cool city. If you like. Uh, shitty chicken sandwiches and uh, just some of the worst roads. It's a, Pittsburgh is a great city if you love mediocrity. If you just love the fake. This I know. If I have listeners in Pittsburgh, I love you. Please, you know, don't don't turn off don't turn off the show. I love you. If you're driving through Pittsburgh right now, maybe you can relate. Um, there's a bridge in Pittsburgh. They have one of those bridges where there's three lanes, but like depending on the time of day. It it switches it switches which lanes are on like going which way, so like when you're driving it'll be like X X check mark and you go through the one that says that's green that says check mark or whatever, uh and then it'll switch in the day so it'll be like depending on how traffic flows it's probably a really smart idea um, from a civil engineering perspective, um I think it's fucking retarded and I almost crashed my car my rental car I almost crashed my Chevy Malibu. Three fucking times on these bridges. Three times. But we're out here. We're surviving. Um, another day, another another day I wake up and I think to myself, you know what? At least I'm not on fire. At least my flesh. Honestly, and another thing when someone self-immolates is like, you know what? At least it it it's it kind of gives everyone else a silver silver lining in their lives. Like I who've Fuck the war, whatever, who gives, you know, just just the war, putting the war aside. At least you're not on fire listening to this. At least you could have stage four terminal cancer. But you know what? At least your flesh isn't burning right now. And that's good. That's good, right? Isn't that good? Maybe some of you, maybe I want that. Maybe we all need that, honestly. <clears throat> but it's, uh, it's a sad world. It's a really, it's really scary to see where our country's going. Um, I mean, pretty soon I'm, I'm going to be broadcasting from a fucking b- bunker, and I'm going to be broadcasting from Mark Zuckerberg's bunker, if that's what it comes down to. I'll pull my strings in Silicon Valley. Don't think I won't. You know, I'll shout into the void from fucking Hawaii instead of fucking Pittsburgh. But in other news, a uh, this is something I recommend everyone read. This was fucking insane. A investigation an investigation was done by the New York Times into Instagram and apparently and Facebook. And there was this huge expose. It's a this is a disgusting story. Just be forewarned. This story is fucking disgusting. It's almost it's it's bad, it's just as bad as self-immolation, to be honest. A lot of fucked up shit happened. It was a bad week in the world. The world had a bad week. I had a great week. The world, not so much. Um that was kind of that was kind of Trumpy. I had a great week, the world, not so much. Believe me, believe me. But um, I my, my my week was good though. I've been doing a lot of shows. Um, uh, but I don't do road stories, as you all know. So I won't be I won't be going into those road stories because there's enough of those on fucking comedy podcasts. Uh, um, 
But it's been fun. Anyway, this investigation, there's a New York Times did an investigation into a community on Instagram. Uh, and it's a bunch of accounts that are basically run by moms. And the accounts are are just photos after photos after, on photos of the mom's daughters uh, doing gymnastics and dance. And, I mean, I, I hope you know where this is going. And then the moms post them on Instagram and they are it's it's a it's a, like a feeding frenzy for fucking pedophiles it's crazy it's fucking crazy guys it's it's and, and these and these girls and their moms are getting some of them are so sick that they even let the pedophiles pay them money for more photos of the girls dancing I mean, I read this story. I was so shocked. I was like, where the fuck is my money? Where's my money? No, I'm kidding. It's a horrific story. It's a horrific story, guys. I mean, some of these moms, it's, it's like pageant moms. It's, it's, a new, and it's a new version of an old thing, which is pageant moms, child actor moms that try to live vicariously through their daughters because they were too fat for Hollywood or whatever in the 90s or – they didn't suck the right producer's dick, and now they're now they're a real estate agent, uh, and so they try to live vicariously through their daughters, and it's it's a sick sick invest it's a sick world. Um, and Instagram gets reports from all these moms because these pedophiles. Oh my god! I'm excuse me. Burp. <clears throat> I'm gonna fucking vomit just thinking about this shit. The. Uh, the pedophiles literally um, comment like smoking bod. I mean, it's really sick shit. And I'm not, and I'm, and some of these girls are like five, six. It's 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 fucking horrific. And some of these moms just uh, report these comments, and Instagram does nothing. Facebook does nothing. Um, am I also complicit in some senses in that in that uh, in that world? Because I post content to the internet on social media. You could say yes, and maybe you'd be right. But you know what? I want to sell out the Funny Bone in 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 uh, in Omaha someday, and that's what you should tell those little children. Is you know, uh, if Instagram destroyed their life, you can tell them. Well. You can take some solace in the fact that there's this comedian out there. His name's Sean Riley. He's been working very hard, and he actually did a sold out five sold out shows at the at the Funny Bone Omaha. And this like girl's like going through therapy. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I was uh, my own mother abused me. My own mother abused me, and I danced and all these men, and I it's uh, I had to block it out, and now I can't have normal relationships with men anymore. It's destroyed my. And the therapist is like, shh, 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 shh. honey, honey, it's okay. Shh, I want. And she's like crying. She's like, <laughs> the therapist goes, honey, it's okay. Have you heard of Sean's show? And she's like, what the fuck is that? He's like, there's this great podcast by this comedian, Sean Riley. And although you may have had a bad experience on Instagram, 
it's actually been very helpful and effective in marketing other people's businesses. So maybe the next time you think about Instagram, this could be a good therapy exercise. Think about both sides. I know your mom abused you and opened up all these, uh, an entire pedophile ring into, um, tra- into ma- ma- making a commodity out of photos of you dancing as a child and it, and it destroyed and traumatized you. But if you thought about the micro-influencers that are able to market uh, various microbreweries to their audiences, what about them? What about them, Sarah? And he has like a little pen. Therapist has a little pen. Click, click. So anyway, next week we're going to talk about um, how to utilize this content in the future. Maybe, maybe, maybe leverage this into a Netflix deal. That will be four thousand dollars. I'll see you next week, Sarah. That's uh, a little funny improv. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a fucked up story. I'm there's really it's it's really sad what um. Uh, what goes on in the world, you know, it's really hard. It's, and, um, you know, to tie it together, I mean, the, the internet, it's, there's truly what the, what the internet has done to context is irrevocable. And what the internet has done to, to context is irrevocable. The internet has irrevocably destroyed context around media every time i'm scrolling any of these godforsaken fucking apps it's youtube whether it be youtube instagram twitter x tiktok you know it's the same it's there's no context to anything it's hook uh hook suspense payoff next video hook suspense payoff next video that's it's 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 really really and people have said a lot of people have said this, it's just addicting you know and and it's it's really um not it's really i think fucking with people's minds in ways that we're not even really aware of yet you know like literally when i go on literally when i go on twitter it's like a photo and this is maybe just speaks to how fucked up i am i don't know if everyone's twitter feeds are like this but when I go on Twitter, it's literally like a photo of a car going 80 miles down a highway and hitting a mom and her daughter and k- killing them. Uh, and then I swipe and then it's a video of a guy self-immolating. And then I swipe again and it's like drag queens yelling at each other. Then I swipe again and it's Joe Biden falling off his bike. Then I swipe again and it's 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 fucking uh, missiles blowing up buildings in Palestine, then I swipe again, and it's fucking RFK talking about how he's going to start his own party, and the word party is in the name, it's not a party, it's a movement, and I'm like, I, I haven't, speaking of movements, I haven't moved in 12 fucking hours, I really don't know what to do, it's, it's, we need to return to books, we need to return to long form boring things what happened you know the internet has ruined storytelling it's truly modern media and capitalism in a sense i do love cat i love money don't 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 get me wrong i want to be rich as fuck someday and i want a military that will defend my property okay all right hey mr self-immolation guy why aren't you defending my property <laughs> no he's a, he's a fucking he's a savage he's a savage uh in a good way but the 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 
short form content and the the way we consume it and the the way our the way that venture capital firms have the ability to throw so much money at a company that they can subsidize their operations for a whole decade like Instagram, like Facebook, like Snapchat, where they can basically buy customers for years and years and get them hooked on this bullshit, unpro- by the way, unprofitable content platform model um, and then flip on the profitability switch only when a bunch of people are addicting, addicted is crazy. And it's also, along with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, ruined storytelling. Nothing pisses me off more. Nothing fucking pisses me off more than an efficient, well-told story with a really good hook, a strong twist at the beginning to get you hooked, showing and telling at the same time. I'm showing and telling at the same time. I'm telling you a story through a character's eyes efficiently. Suck my fucking dick. I want to read a book where the first chapter is just about a fucking turtle. What happened to John Steinbeck? You know, you know, you can't do John Steinbeck today. I hate to be one of those fucking comics that's like, you can't do that today. You couldn't make that today. But you know what you really couldn't make today? You know what you really couldn't make today? John Steinbeck's books. He spends a whole chapter talking about a turtle crossing a road. And yes, is it symbolic? And yes, is it actually um, a meaningful, important chapter? I don't give a fuck. If you read it, it's a book about a fucking turtle or a or a or a another animal, a tortoise crossing a desert road and it doesn't do anything to advance the plot and i love that it's like naruto for my naruto heads out there sometimes naruto the writers wouldn't have enough time to pump out an episode that drives the plot so they have these filler episodes just to kind of fill out the universe of naruto those are some of my favorite ones because naruto would just go do what he wants you know sure lord ozai that's fucking avatar or uh whatever i mix them all up because i'm xenophobic against asians Joking, but I mixed them all up. But sure, Naruto and Sasuke are going to have a fight someday for the fate of the fucking uh, Hokage clan, whatever. But right now, Naruto has to eat ramen and try to go fuck Sakura. That's what's important. And, and that has been law. That is, that is what weaves humans together and creates social cohesion. Stories with, with fat. Stories that are imperfect. And now we have stories, even if that's why people love podcasts so much, is it's a way to just relax and enjoy things without this uh, efficiency. Efficient storytelling is the product of late stage capitalism. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, but it's fucking true. Uh, And I don't mean anything I just said. I actually want more efficient stories. I want stories so short that they're not even stories. You know, it's uh, my, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be nice if a lot of women in my life would take out this advice. I don't even want stories. I want, you know, person, place, thing, be, beginning, middle, end, done. That's what I want. I don't want to hear stories anymore. Um, fuck. It's, um, it's late, but you know what? We're having fun. I mean, that was, those were the two main stories. Oh, okay. answer your questions. Um, Forgive me, I'm recording on my phone, but I'm also gonna be um I'm also gonna answer your question, guys. If you guys don't already are not already a part of it, please do join the Sean's Show Facebook group. Um where you can ask me questions. 
and I'll answer them. And I will answer them. And um, let's do it. We got two questions this week. And by the way, if you answer, if you ask a question and you Venmo request me, I'll pay you five bucks because that's how uh, that's how desperate I am to get people on the show um, or listening to the show. But again, guys, um, facebook.com slash groups slash Sean's show. If you really want to connect with me, uh, that's the place to do it. So uh, first question is from William, as always. Thank you so much, William. I love you, bro. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, um, for, answer, for asking questions, as always. Uh, I love you're like my number one fan right now, and Kareem, you're also my number one fan. Um, William is is white, so that makes him my number two fan. I'm sorry, William. No, I'm joking. You guys are I equal, I love you equally, um, no matter what your race is. But you're both male, and that's what really matters. My boy, this is a show for boys and women and women too. Um, William asks, "Fuck one, marry one, kill one." Tony, Josh, my girlfriend. <laughs> okay. This is actually, William, I mean, so if you're not like, if you just, if this is like the first time you're listening to the show, I used to do a show with my buddy Tony. We're still good buddies. It's all good. Uh, before I moved on to just brand, do my solo show, Josh is my current podcast producer who's not here right now because I'm on the road. And my girlfriend is anonymous and you will never know what she looks like or what her name is because I am scared of the internet. And you got, and and to be honest, a lot of my fans are autistic and, uh, you know, I don't want to see anyone self-immolate in front of my girlfriend's house <laughs> or my house. Um, we both live in Hawaii and we own a lot of guns. So, you know, that's just, just letting you guys know. Fuck one, marry one, kill one. Tony, Josh, my girlfriend. Marry my girlfriend, obviously. Ooh, that's tough because I'm going to have to fuck a guy. Fuck. This is tough, William. Um, I mean... I mean, I gotta marry my girlfriend. There's no way I'm marrying Tony or Josh, because um, Josh has a has a wife, so I'd be he'd be cheating. I'd destroy his family, and I wouldn't marry Tony because we couldn't even do a podcast together. You think we'd have a fucking marriage? Our marriage we would not that last very long. But um, uh, so I marry my girlfriend. Fuck one. I guess I'd fuck Tony. I gotta kill one? Dude, fuck Murray kills a brutal game. I love all those people. Okay, I'm gonna break the rules. I'm gonna marry my girlfriend and I'm gonna kill Tony and Josh, William. Because they're competition. And that's that's what you gotta do in business sometimes. How about this? I'm gonna marry my girlfriend, then I'm gonna kill fuck Tony and Josh at the same time, then kill both of them. That's what I'm gonna do. Um I hope I'm not screaming too loud in this fucking, um, by the way, I'm in a really cool kind of like co-op thing right now, um, which, uh, gives uh, space for creators to, to do shit like this. So, um, Pittsburgh has a lot of dope shit going on guys. Um, Kareem asks, film a nine eleven with boxed milk and a toy plane. Let the government know you're not afraid. Uh, Snort emoji, snort emoji, snort emoji, 100 emoji, 100 emoji. Well, Kareem, that wasn't really a question, but okay. I'll get my people right on that. Um, how about I film a 9-11 uh, with like boxed almond milk and a toy uh, and some paper straws? That's the statement I want to make. 
you know, that's almost as important of a statement as a guy self-immolating is, you know, uh, <laughs> filming a vegan 9-11. Um, anyway, guys, that was, that was this week's questions. We got less this week. That's kind of sad. If you're listening, you know, I know this, I'm, I'm on the road. I'm sorry this one's lower budget, but you know, um, I'm a comic and I'm trying to do a podcast. So bear with me, guys. I know not all the episodes are going to be you know, fancy as fuck, but, um, please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Sean show. Uh, we're up to 13 members. I mean, we're basically a fucking cult. Um, and we only have, we have a handful of people in, uh, the Sean, Sean's disciples, but we have some slots left. So let me know. Let me know. Um, okay. Here's, oh, actually here's a story. Here's a, here's a story that got totally buried uh, because of all the other bigger stories that came out, um, came out this week. Um, so another, and this is so funny how, how less of a story it was. Um, guys, another, another Chinese balloon, balloon, excuse me, flew over the U S and no one gave a fuck. You know, I, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, that's the best you got China. Like this is, you know, that's some old shit. That's some 2023 shit. Chinese spy balloon. Get with the fucking program, man. 2024. It's about self-immolation. That's what we're, that's what we're doing here. Um, no, dude, the, um, (laughs) there was a balloon. So, so the, so another balloon of unknown origins, but we all know it's China. We all know it's China and that's fine. Flew over the U.S. and the Pentagon intercepted it. They uh, scrambled some jets and intercepted the balloon. Uh, but uh, actually, uh, um, f- so fortunately in this case, uh, it wasn't as big of a fiasco because the jets actually found out that there was no oil in the balloon. And so they, they deemed it that it was not a threat. So thankfully, that was the case. Um, but uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I think I I think if the I think if the fighter jets had found oil, it would have been a totally different scenario. I think I I mean, if they had found oil in that weather balloon that was flying over the U.S., not only would they have shot that balloon down, I think we would have gone to the where the weather balloons are manufactured and carpet bombed the fuck out of those balloons, even though they weren't even in our airspace, because that's how we do it. That's how America do, son. That's how we do. Oh. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting what gets covered now. You know, it's, um, there's just, there's so much noise There's so, so I just feel like there's no context. And that's, that's why I recommend read a book, read a fucking book. Hey, here, you know, if this is just for everyone's mental health, I love my fans and I want, I'm looking out for you guys. Okay. I have a vested interest in the people that listen to this show because I think you guys resonate with a lot of my views. Uh, and I think you get it. And here's my message to my listeners. Fuck the rest of the world. Here's the message for my listeners. Maybe don't watch a guy self-immolate. Maybe read a book. Instead of watching a video of a man, a military man, douse himself in gas and set himself on fire in front of an embassy. Maybe go read a John Steinbeck novel. That's okay. It's 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 just it's in 2024. 
you are allowed to read fictional novels. That's so still okay. You know, and I, I don't I don't know who needs to hear that, but um I think it needs to be said that you can still enjoy your life. You know, you can still enjoy the day to day. Not everything has to be doom and gloom. Um, even though that's what I love to talk about on the show. Um, I, I do love doom and gloom. Guys, China is gonna win. I don't know. Let me know how you guys feel about this. I feel like I feel like China's gonna win. Have you been to a small town? And, and if, by the way, if you're in a small town and you're listening to this, I'm going to make fun of small towns right now. So either tighten up your asshole or you can hit that little X, as I always say, or close that little app and get the fuck off my show. I don't want you, you pussies. But small towns, small towns suck. They really, really do. I was in a small town recently whose name I shall not name because... Uh okay, it was McKinney, Texas. I had a great show. I had live in McKinney, Texas, in Dallas, suburb in Dallas. It's a small town, and I'm not saying it was bad. Um, okay, I have, it was it was horrible. It was a shithole. I mean, it's it's the going walking through a small town literally feels like I'm in like level one of like a video game, and like I'm walking around, and there's only like twelve people online, and half of them have been on level one for like two years. And then the other half have like just gotten there and everyone's still trying to figure out the controls. No one's unlocked anything yet. People are just bumping into the fucking wall, walking in the middle of the street. There's no order. People think there's lawfulness, law and order in small towns. There's not. People think New York and, uh, and, the, and, and the Tenderloin and San Francisco and Berkeley are play, and Oregon and Portland are the lawless places. Go to a small town in the Rust Belt, and you will find lawlessness. It's a different type of lawlessness. It's not angry lawlessness and drug-induced lawlessness like it is in the Tenderloin. It's, it's a sort of apathetic, aimless culture where you sort of are left behind in society. It feels like it just feels like you're going to the past. I mean, I walked into McKinney. And I literally expected to see a fucking colored bathroom sign. I really did. That's how far, like, and it was pleasant. It was quaint. It's great if you're a white woman and you want to go there and spend three days there and, you know, on a, and, and, and get some coffee and, you know, turn a blind eye when your husband cheats on you um, in McKinney. That's fun. But, like, for a guy, for a young person, like, if you're young and you don't, there's nothing to do out there. It really feels like you're in level one of a video game and you can't get to level two. And, like, you have, like, nine out of ten keys. You know what I'm talking about on these games? And you can't find that last key or you have to do this one last thing to get to the next level. But the video game, like, is it's just you can't fucking figure it out and you can't do it. That's what this McKinney, Texas feels like. And the last thing that people need to do to get to the next level in real life is just quit math and quit heroin. But they just can't do it. They just can't. But that's what is that's what the charm of that place is. The charm of a small town is the fact that people can't escape. Or they don't want to escape. Xenophobia, the number one thing about a small town that's charming is the xenophobia. When they look at you weird, like you're out from somewhere else and you shouldn't be their partner, that is the charm, you know? And if you can't see that, then it's time to get cultured. If you don't like just a little bit, 
just a little bit of unwelcome vibes when you go to a new small town, then, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe travel's not for you. Um, yeah, dude, I, uh, but I'm having a pretty good week. I was, I was in, I was in DC actually. I was doing some shows, uh, Three sold-out theater shows. I'm just going to turn into a douchebag comic. Three sold-out theater shows open for my boy. It was super dope. Um, anyway, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a new brand of... Uh, I'm actually start launching a, uh, a whiskey brand. It's called uh, Douchebag Whiskey. I actually am launching a whiskey. It's called Douchebag Whiskey. And uh, it's going to be $99 a bottle. Um, and it's $200 if you're not white because of cancel culture. Um, so what you have to do to get the whiskey is just Venmo me a hundred dollars in Bitcoin. I only take Bitcoin or Solana, uh, because if you're still using us dollars, what are you doing with your life? Uh, and like, yeah, basically just send me like your social security number and, uh, uh, just scan a copy of your driver's license back and forth. Black and white is fine, but I'll need to see both sides. Um, and, um, you know, based on your race, I'll give you a different price because it's douchebag whiskey, you know, what's up? I mean, just because of, uh, all these fucking people trying to cancel us, we're just out here doing our thing. You know, all these people trying to cancel us. I'm just trying to keep it real out there. You know, people are like, oh, Sean, like you're a fucking racist. Oh, Sean, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're a douchebag. Now I own that. Now I own that. Yeah, I am a douchebag, you know, but I'm, I'm honest and I'm fair. People go, Sean, you know, and the irony is everyone who's shitting on me, they're the real racists. You know, they go, Sean, you're a racist because you're charging different prices for your whiskey based on people's race. That's correct. No, that's a riff, but no, there's no whiskey. I'm, I'm actually sober. I've actually been sober since December. So um, you won't have any products hawked by me to you shoved down your throat uh, until I really need the money until I need this guys, when I paint this blue wall, another color, if you're just listening to the blue wall, remember the blue wall, when I need to paint this blue wall pink, I'm going to need to, I'm, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. And if you don't donate any money, um, I mean, I'm pretty much, you're dead to me. You're fucking dead to me. But until then, relax. You can enjoy. There's no ads. There's no nothing. Um, and I, again, guys, people, you know, a lot of, um, there's been a lot of people selling out. I see a lot of criticism on com and I, 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 I won't, I won't fixate on this for long because I know it's, it's kind of inside baseball and no one wants to hear about this bullshit, but I'll tell you something. A lot of comics, they sell out, they, their podcasts, they get a little bit of success, a little bit of momentum. Instantly they get a deal with, they get a brand deal with DraftKings. They get a brand deal with liquid death. I'm going to, I'm telling you something, guys, I don't need that money. So that's exactly why I'll be doing it sooner than all those other guys did it. I already have a brand deal with those two companies. You don't even know it. Idiots. All right. Um, hope you're having a good work shift or commute or whatever the fuck you listen to this goddamn show. Um, that's the main news, though. I'm trying to – I think there's one more story I want to I cover here. Bear with me, guys. I don't have a producer, so I have to sort of vamp as I as I check as I check for uh, the other stories I wanted to cover here. So uh, it's what do we want to close on? I mean, we could do Nvidia. Nvidia's a fucking massive company now. Uh, I let's see. Oh, China winning. I guess I kind of. Oh yeah. Sorry, I was trying. To, I was trying to bring it all back to China. So. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I got, I know we're going to close on. Okay. So, guys, we've all, we all know Gemini. Gemini is Google's new AI. Uh, and if you've been follow, if you're in a tech at all, you've been following this story. Gemini is Google's answer to chat GPT. And somehow, somehow, Gemini is more PC and more censored than ChatGPT. I mean, it's 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 like they're doing a competition to see who can be more, uh, who can be more woke. And I, I hate to say I, I hate to use the word woke to phrase it, but that's exactly what it is. I've seen images of people trying to use Gemini, and it's it's hilarious. Like they go up and they're like, um, create generate five photos of uh of of european kings from the 14th century and it gives you like five pictures of like black dudes which is just not historic to be like inclusive like you'll tell google you'll tell google's gemini you'll tell gemini which is google's new ai program and you'll go like i need generate me f five images of of authoritarian european kings uh in the in the medieval times and it'll send you back a, a portrait of the wu-tang clan i'm not even kidding you it can't because that's what – they're more focused on being inclusive than factual. And that is the core issue with AI is it's being generated. That was funny as fuck. That would say the thing was pretty funny. Anyway, <laughs> God, I'm fucking – I'm fucking insane. Um, that's why Gemini is – that's why these AI platforms – are failing is because they've been designed by people that went to somehow they went it feels like they all went to liberal arts colleges maybe they did i think it's a lot of people that got mbas and they got computer science degrees from berkeley very these very progressive um universities and there's all of this uh mechanical mechanics and infrastructure behind the scenes when you use ai that makes it uh, it's, it's, uh, that, that they've created these bumpers, these got these barriers around what you're allowed to create and how you're allowed to interface with AI. And it makes it unusable. It just literally, it makes it unusable. If I can't generate a photo of Sonic the Hedgehog getting his back blown out by Goofy from the Disney channel, from Disney, if I can't generate a photo of Sonic's asshole getting pounded by the dog Goofy on ChatGPT, what's the fucking point? Why did why why did Nvidia make all these GPUs if I can't even jack off to a photo of Sonic the Hedgehog fucking Sonic the Hedgehog? What's the point? What's the point? To, to send emails better? Fuck that. I want to kill myself. Actually, that's ChatGPT if self-immolation is a cool form of protest. That's what I should do. You know, you know what we really need? We need whoever. We need Sam. We need Sam Altman to self-immolate in front of OpenAI's headquarters. That's what the world needs. Okay, and when he's on fire, he's not even going to talk about AI and all the dangers of AI. 
He used to just say something ridiculous and absurd that just fucks with people. I want Sam Altman to do that. That's what will unify him. We, chaos destroys and it disrupts society, but chaos can also bring people together. And we can rally and unite around our collective confusion for Sam Altman's craziness. Sam Altman, if you don't know, is the chairman of OpenAI. He was ousted. I think he's doing a new thing now. But you know what we really need in America, guys? <laughs> Um, uh, I want, we, what we need is we need Sam Allman to go outside of the open AI headquarters and I want him to have that same metal canister of gasoline and I want Sam Allman to pour it on himself, set himself on fire. And then I want him to scream something absurd like, but BBLs really aren't that hot and I like a good vanilla normal ass. Like something about BBLs. Like, I want to say out on the self-immolate and then be like, my wife got a BBL and I'm not okay with it and I'm really rich, but it doesn't change the fact that my wife has a BBL. And then he, like, burst into flames. That confusion and discord is what we need to unite us. Something like that. I call upon my listeners to self-immolate, figuratively speaking. Don't do it for real. No, I'm joking. That's a fucking joke, guys. Please, God. Please actually don't because if that comes back to me, you'll basically ruin my show. And I care more about my show than you self, Emily. Your flesh, your burning flesh. Is this a good comedy podcast? I really have no idea. I feel like I'm shouting. My listeners are going up. That's good. But sometimes I feel like the stuff I say is just, it's not received well. And that worries me. That that makes me worry about the future. I got to stop being have so much self-doubt. I, I haven't seen a therapist, but I know that I self-doubt too much. And if you do that too, let's go. let's be better, guys. Let's make 2024 a year where we stop self-doubting. By the way, I'm drinking gasoline right now. But this is this. If you're just listening, I have a, a a water bottle full of liquid. It's actually gasoline, and I'm actually this is sort of a long-form self-immolation. So this is gonna be a fun surprise at the end of this episode, guys. My name is Sean Riley, and I will no longer be complicit in Marvel Studios' cultural genocide. Free cinema. Oh, I actually poured a little bit of water. That was a bad idea. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Ouch. Shouldn't have done that. Oops. All right, guys. Sorry. We're fine. Just a little fun. <laughs> okay. It's 1.30 a.m. I'm, I'm actually going fucking crazy. Um, I just got to clean this shit up. Fuck. Um, okay. Yeah, we're fine, guys. <laughs> um, well, honestly, if I'm dousing myself in water, that's probably a good place to end it. I know this is a short episode, guys, but I'm fucking exhausted. Um, I love you so much. And, um, you know, thank you. I know these episodes when I'm on the road are not as good. Um, but I hope you had fun. Please stay safe out there. The world's getting more dangerous, which is to my benefit as a commentator on on it. Um, but so it's good for me, bad for you. But stay safe out there, guys. If you're still listening, then you're probably a diehard fan, which I think is retarded, and I would not if I were you. But if you are, join Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Sean Show where we hang out and we can, uh, you can throw me questions that I'll answer on the show. That's, I, I like that. That's been a kind of a fun thing I've added to the show. I want to keep building and adding stuff, guys. I have um, 
a lot of um, really grand visions for what I want the show to be. Um, I have a pretty good network of comedians that I want to eventually interview. Like lots of cool shit. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't want to tease you too much, but I, I. I have some really exciting stuff I want to do with the show, assuming I live that long. Uh, but if there's one thing you guys do, please just follow the show on Spotify. I see a few people did that, and I really appreciate it. I think we're up to 29 now, 29 Spotify followers. Again, if we get to 100 before we run episode 50, I won't kill myself. So that's kind of a little bit of motivation for you guys to follow the show. Um, but I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm getting this one out. And again, I'm sorry it's a little bit short. Uh, but we're back in studio next week. Uh, we're growing this shit. Episode 30, baby. You know, it's just the beginning. One day I'll be on episode 300. And I'll also be 300 pounds. And at that time, I'll be very excited to find out that Future Me has 22 followers on Spotify. So I can have that to look forward to. But I love you guys. Stay safe. Um, Free cinema. Read a book. Do some fentanyl. And jack off. Bye. Bye.